Okay, so I am so fucking pumped up right now. I literally just got rid of all these extra subscriptions, MailChimp, Zapier, no more Google spreadsheets, no more text magic and Scipio. I was able to get rid of all of those because now I have Flex. You guys have heard me talk about Flex before. Flex is my website and CRM management solution that I utilize. And I'm so fucking, like the reason I love Flex so much is because I had a hand in creating it. You guys know that Joe Tabaldi, who's my branding and marketing coach, he is the founder of Flex. And I've been able to work with him side by side to create a product that is going to help the owners of the micro gym industry fucking win. With Flex, not only do I have a website that's perfectly on brand and not some common template that every other fucking micro gym in my town has, but now I've got a CRM that allows me to manage all the communication and touch points of someone going from the lead stage to the prospect stage to the buying stage. And my entire staff has all the recipes and campaigns laid out in front of them so that everybody gets a consistent client experience. Most of you guys would agree you're doing a great job with the client experience. Once they're a member in your gym, they're happy. But what you're not owning is the prospect experience, all the touch points that take someone from the very first impression, whether it's a Facebook ad tied to one of your flex landing pages or whether they go to your website or Google, whatever it may be, from that first impression to the actual membership. All that white space in between is where we are dropping the ball. And I know the competition is getting fierce. You've got multi-million dollar boutique fitness facilities opening up in your market and Flex gives you the weapon in your arsenal so that you can create a better prospect experience than the other guys. So go to flexx.co backslash WTF and get a demo of Flex to see how this piece of software can change your entire fucking life for you and your micro gym. FLEXX.co backslash WTF. You will not be disappointed. I fucking guarantee it. There we go. Yeah, what's some, some oh, headset smell like weed. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just get back from Washington or something? <laughs> Alrighty. So it is another episode of Jamming with Joe. I'm Stu. I'm Joe. And we're going to jam. So it's Friday, typical podcast day. Mm. And we just kind of always just hope there's gonna be some current events or things going on that we can we can jam on. So we got we got some stuff to talk about. I recently just shot over an article to Joseph regarding um, the morning chalk up. So the morning chalk up is turning. It's like this. Uh, it's like an editorial blog kind of thing that I forget the guy the name of the guy who started it. I got a call with him one time and I tried to be like, dude, do you, are you interested in having like a business section? Because I'd love to write for it because a gazillion people fucking subscribe to your thing. Do they and, really? Oh, like he, they have a crazy amount of people like who what's download crazy it. Now? I don't know. It's, it's like more it's than thousands, tens of thousands. It, it was of enough thousands. to interest me and would have uh, selfishly furthered my agenda. Got it. So at least 300. <laughs> at least 300. <laughs> um, and so anyway, I reached out to those guys that they were interested and they weren't. Um, <laughs> and uh, But I had a really good Are they like smut? i got to be honest. I don't really. Yeah. Like, it, is it like, is it the, like the TMZ of the CrossFit world? I wouldn't say it's like TMZ, but it is. It's always going to be games focused athletes. Who's doing what? So it's athlete that. focused. Yeah, not it's gym. athlete I'm focused. I'm right now. I uh, see you're it. peaking? Yeah, like right. when I, like as soon as I get excited. All right. Well, let's turn you down just a hair. A little we'll bit. turn you down a hair. I get people real. If I'm getting pumped up, it's Friday. There you okay, go. Okay, cool. Fuck it. So now we're back with levels. Anyway, so reach out to them. It didn't work out, but um, they just published this thing that Graham Holmberg, who CrossFit Games kid from back Ohio, in the day, okay. Ohio. Yep, yep, yep. That's why you want to talk about. Yeah, it. correct. And uh, anyway, he 
he created a policy, a dress code policy. You are no longer allowed to be shirtless if you're a male, and you can no longer wear booty shorts if you're a female. And they just did an entire article on this. And they compared his move to that of the, the gym in Indianapolis that canceled the gay pride <laughs> yeah, event. Yeah, that was a rough <laughs> comparison. I yeah. gotta be and honest. also the guy in North Carolina that was filming the women's asses yeah. with the see-through fucking – yeah, yeah, and he put the fucking peach emoji was over there. That was wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, yeah, very, it's yeah. relatively close. But it, like, yeah. so they compared it to these two things, which I don't think it's in the same category. I, think it's, I don't think that's fair. But my biggest yeah. issue is this is so again it, they uh, they went and got quotes from members who were very pissed off that they cannot wear booty shorts and shirtless, and he even went as far as the they showed the icons he sent out in the email, and it showed. <laughs> booty shorts and it showed like regular running shorts and it had like a North, green Nike yeah shorts, and yeah. had a red no over the fucking <laughs> and a green yes over the regular shorts and uh, I thought it was uniquely fun because the booty short well let's uh, the tight ones actually showed less yeah yeah than the Nike shorts and they're like no 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 girls you could still show your ass out of the bottom of them we just can't have them that tight yeah <laughs> like, it's but, like okay so this dress code thing and uh, you know I've been making some video responses in a couple of the affiliate owners groups people wanting to know my my feedback on this and I, I don't really care, but this is exactly what happens when your community dictates the culture, when the inmates run the asylum. Like, it is insane to me. It blows me away that a business owner can have such a viral explosion, like, of negativity based on a policy change. But see, so to, to, to me, you send this to me, I give it a quick read, and what I get out of it is not policy pissing off people off what i get it is a lack of communication from leadership to the members right like this to me this is my hot take i obviously know nothing about it but to me this has all of the stink of like this decision was made in a silo and then just announced but and there was no like talking to the members seeing what they think but what that, their initiative that's the part. no one understands it i've had gym owners be like well when i Stu, i'm not going to raise prices the way you suggested instead i'm going to do a town hall meeting Mm. And I'm going to talk to people. And so I'm not a huge fan of that. I've had people do it and they told me it was successful and really constructive and all good. My thing is when you, when you mention that it's in a silo. Yeah. It's in a me. I own the business and my leadership team silo. I'm not consulting with the customer. I'm going to take data that I have and be like, is this going to piss people? Like, okay, here's just some, here's how I would just rough it. We're pulling this out of my ass. Sure. How many women are currently wearing Fleo shorts that literally are skin tight. How many people am I talking about? How many dudes are shirtless? I would take that anecdotal number. I would divide it by the amount of membership I actually have. And if it was over 20%, I would probably think, is this a big enough deal where people are going to cancel the membership? Right. If I didn't think it was um, culturally up disruptive enough, I would probably pull the plug and I would only mention it to those individuals. I wouldn't probably make an entire company or like entire membership announcement. However, though, if you don't, and then someone else does it a couple weeks later, now you got to let them know. And but a I think that, that that's the spectrum, right? So uh, first of all, I think also comparing a price raise to a policy change mm -hmm. is not necessarily apples to apples, right? Like I think that one is like usually way more business centric and like we're not going to be able to afford this shit anymore unless we raise prices. That's not up to the members. So I understand your lack of desire to have a town hall because it's, sure. it's not up to you. Like, cool, actually we'll cut all your prices in half and the gym will close in six months. Yeah. Like that's just not an option. Um but when it comes to something like this, I don't actually necessarily mean communicating with the members on what they think should happen, but just that the slow burn of like, hey, this is something we're going to be installing. Like to me, again, I don't know. This came out like a, this is what we're doing now. Starting July 1st, you are no longer allowed. And like any kind of abrasive hit like that 
we'll just send people into a tizzy if they're the type of people that get into tizzies. It doesn't actually matter what the content is. Yeah. So you identify those people. And like you said, like, I think there's conversations that you have before that like, hey, guys, listen, this is what we're noticing. Yeah. We're noticing X, Y, and Z. Therefore, we're going to address it in the coming months. These are some of the strategies we're thinking about imposing. You have these feelers. You have ways of disseminating information slowly. I can get down with and that. And not just turn around and be like, hey, no shorts on Monday and you can't take off your shirts anymore. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't have enough time to find a new gym because my favorite part of working out is taking off my shirt. <laughs> so <laughs> like I won't work out here anymore. Literally. Right? Like, but, but it makes sense. Yeah. It's not up to you to decide what, why I'm at your gym. Yeah. You can try to craft it all you want, but if literally the reason I come is I'm looking for a girl, and the only way I know how to get girls is to take off my shirt and work out in front of them, and you no longer allow that, I'm going to look for a new gym. It doesn't matter how good your gym is. So this is where I think even further pushes the agenda that I believe is that gyms should have an internal podcast. They should have a weekly newsletter or some kind where the uh, the ownership or the higher-up staff, the managerial staff, is communicating things that are happening. And then you're able to start voicing this stuff every now and then. It'd been a lot easier for Graham to have a weekly podcast with his coaches and, you know, happenings in the gym. Hey, so one of the things we've been getting, we'd love to get some feedback from you guys. We've been getting a lot of customer service complaints about dress code in here. There's a lot of, you know, certain members that come in and while we all know it's 97 degrees here in Columbus, Ohio in a fucking warehouse and we're all sweating our ass off doing burpees and shit, a lot of the initial reaction we're getting from newer members, a little bit of shock and awe. And how would you guys recommend we help educate them on why it's acceptable or not? Or this is our thought. I do think you're right. I think there could have been some communication as to the thought process versus a quick rollout, like or just a, a hard and fast rollout. Um, but at the same time, I believe this: the people in the gym are the community. The culture is something that's dictated by the company. And when I just like, can you imagine Chipotle? Chipotle changes something and all the fucking customers like revolt. Like, again, you're going to upset people. They're going to leave. Right. But I just don't like I see it in CrossFit gyms because that's all I fuck with all day. But like I've to have an entire customer base, the community dictate the culture to where no, 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 Graham, we're all leaving because we want shirts off. And guess what? You're outvoted, motherfucker. You know what? The, here's the hard part. There's a ton of things at play right here, so we don't know all the context of the situation, yeah. right? But we also have this, and this is something I think about a lot. So we have one portion of, like, there needs to be a tighter feedback loop. Sure. And I think a lot of business owners in general, not gym owners, but, like, just business owners have a tough time creating good feedback loops, meaning that they do some some sort of information gathering, some sort of exposure to it and then getting that feedback back that's positive, negative, or indifferent, right? I think that that's tough. And I think that's one piece at play. Then you also have this concept that you're talking about, which is like group think. Everyone in the gym decides what the gym should be like and you as a business owner get whipped into submission, Yeah. right? So that's another thing. Then I think there's this other thing, which is still this just loud minority where if I'm a smut magazine that needs to print shit and I hear that an ex-CrossFit Games athlete that has a recognizable name puts out a policy that pisses off three people, and I don't have anything right about it on a Friday afternoon. I just fucking post it, and the six members that were upset by it are going to leave anyway. He already knew it, and this is like this is a bigger issue on this podcast than it literally is in his gym. We don't know that. Yeah, yeah. Like for all we know, literally everyone's like, "Thank God he installed that," because that fat fuck that always <laughs> take his shirt off was pissing everybody off, right? Like my girlfriend felt uncomfortable. Right? Yeah, yeah. Everybody could be happy as shit there, except for four people that contacted the morning chalk up and been like, "You here on here, Graham Holmberg did, right?" Like because I, I think that there's some, you know, there's yeah, some. Yeah. 
intrigue. There's some sure. clickbait behind oh, it. Oh, it's definitely and that's clickbait. The thing. I think all of the shit. It's definitely like, clickbait, but it. I 100 hear this all the time. Right. I'm not making a business decision because I'm afraid mm-hmm. of the backlash. And then again, I'm like, what kind of culture have you fostered where you're not in control? And this, let's extend this to a different realm. Stu, I have a group of individuals who are competitive, and I used to allow them to do open gym during classes, and they're doing comp train or some fucking thing. And now my classes are bigger, and I don't know how to tell them that I don't really want them doing that anymore. It's like it's like when you have roommates, and like they do, they're not getting along, or one's annoying, and then one roommate goes to a friend that doesn't live in the house. It's like, how do I tell them that I don't want them to clip his toenails in the sink right. while I'm cooking dinner? Right. Like, and it's like <laughs> it doesn't it, seem that difficult. Yeah, I'm just like you fucking can be like how I cannot picture, I cannot fathom, and it could just be me allowing the inmates to run the asylum and not communicating and not just having the presence. That when we make a change or we do something different, it's well communicated, it's justifiable, and it just makes sense. Because I think that there's a bit of confidence that goes along with that. Sure. You're a seasoned business owner. Sure. So you feel confident in the decisions that you made that they went through some – it's sort of like a guy that started six successful businesses and sold them all. And then a guy turns up and says, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. It's like, eh, actually I do. Sure. So you may not see the small – for example, if tomorrow Jeff Bezos came out and said – Prime delivery now costs $6,000 a year. He would piss off a ton of people. Yeah. But there would also be a ton of people that are like, this fucking Bezos is up to something, right? <laughs> like, because he's just made too many good decisions for this to be at like the, the meteoric size of this decision. Like, it seems so crazy, but there's something bigger in the play that we don't understand. You give him that credit. And I think that in some ways you exude that. Like people feel like they, you get that amount of credit. So you get this like play where you may not be 100% sure about something, but even if you're 85% sure, that would be 100% in anybody else's mind. And you get that. And I just don't know that a lot of people, especially business owners that are trying to starting out, like run a gym for a couple of years and not like just starting to get their footing, they don't have the confidence to go and be like, what's the worst case scenario here? And I, and I guess my, my confusion always comes back to, and I, and I have more empathy to this than I probably let loosen this podcast that with you than in, mm. in general uh, conversation, but you have to, it's more interesting that way. Well, duh. And, and, but the big thing is if you're having a hard time making those decisions, changing of class schedule, I'm adjusting the programming. No, you can't do open gym during class times. Yes, there's a dress code. If those are decisions you are held back by like, oh God, I really don't want to upset them. What are you going to do when your lease isn't getting renewed and you have to move the business? Or when you truly can't take anymore, your core focus and core values have completely flipped and you have to rebrand. Or when you have to fire the head coach that everyone fucking loves because he's fucking the girl in daycare. Like, what are you going to do when you have to make big decisions? Okay, These, so, yeah, this is so exciting. I'm so glad you said this because I've because you're so fucking many, the girl in daycare. I've had so many thoughts <laughs> in the last 24 hours. It like I almost started writing them down like you do, so you can get those nice punchlines in the middle of a fucking podcast. And you're really fucking <laughs> them up. I was supposed to plug one right there, but here we go. Right, so uh, I, this I'll bring back. I swear. So Barstool Sports has a show on YouTube called The Brain or Big Brains, and what it is is Shark Tank, but in Barstool. The whole point is to sell Portnoy, the president of Bar. This is just for the people. I'm sure, I, uh, I would guess that exactly 100% of your fucking client base listens also to Barstool Sports. But if they don't, David Portnoy, the president of the company, um, sits down and he's basically – imagine Shark Tank if the only person that could actually invest was Mark Cuban and everyone else was there just to support Mark Cuban's decision. Right. So he's in the middle. He's got – John Tafford on his right. Sometimes it's the CEO of Bar of Barstool, the the woman I can't never remember her name. And then the other guy, I think he sold a couple of companies, and he's from Body Armor, the drink. 
and they basically just give David advice on whether or not he should work with it. And at first, I thought the show was going to be just a bunch of kids, like, from Barstool, like, trying to pitch ideas to be internal. But it's not. Like, these are real companies that come on, and they try to pitch to get some money from them. And then he decides, and normally what it is is it's him and Barstool. So it's, like, not just getting money from sharks. It's, like, what can Barstool do? So they look for things that align with their brand. And I'm like, we have to do this. I know you've always wanted to go live with the stuff that we do. And I'm always very hesitant because live, I know how difficult live can be. I think if there was ever a live show that I would totally be in on with you, <laughs> it would be to set up something where people come in, your fucking clients, anybody, and pitches us their new class idea, their new, uh, what gym they want to open, their franchise model, whatever it is. And we just fucking let them, like, tear it apart or build it up, whatever it is, invest it, whatever they are. But they come on, it's live, they just say it. And we react to it right there in the moment. Um, I'm totally down for that if you're ever into that. And that loops us back to what we were just talking about, which was what exactly? <laughs> <laughs> it is, that is a great fucking show idea. It's, well, it's, it's, they've done like six episodes, I think, on Barstool. I watched them all. I binge watched them the other day. And what's funny about it is that, again, they are a content machine. So when they see what someone spiraling, the, how, they fucking like better. better. They made this guy f- nailed it. I just nailed it. I don't even know. It. We, we, we might edit. We might edit this if we we want to keep it secret. But okay. so if it cuts to something random up next, you know that was too good <laughs> like for some this fucking podcast. Weird flex yeah. advertisement. <laughs> Two hours later. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, what if that? What if we do a segment like that at? self-made summit you have your idea for your rebranding or whatever and you pitch it to everyone that's all the guy, all the speakers done and you fucking we just fucking like shark panel. tank it yeah like a panel you pitch it to us and we ask questions that if, would be if some you're shit. gonna do that people no one would then do it, it needs to be a pre a prequel like yeah. have them start sending their ideas now i don't think anyone had the balls to do it i think there would be oh come on there's always that there's always a handful of people at every event I, I've oh, ever been I, at my, that my will hope, ask the question my that will, hope like, is that somebody like, this would is better my I hope think is that somebody it. would but the thing is i don't I don't think they even have to be there. I think that's what's interesting. Let anybody send in the questions for this panel, and it becomes content for the people there, and we just decide. Which yeah, but ones. the only way that works is with back and forth. Like you tell me something, you give me an input, and then I think about it and send you back a question, and you volley it back to me. We, you would need that live, right? But that's what I mean. Like I think, oh well, yeah. yeah. So it could be just the people that are coming. Yeah, yeah, that's that, fine. That's interesting. Again, so I, I, but here's the other reason: not that anyone would have the balls. I think that's again, it takes a ton of balls to step up and add and. Be Shark Tanked and have people, you know, smoke screen test you. But I think it's also just a lot of people are coming to Self Made Summit because they, again, they're trying to get the ideas together. That's not fully there. But that's what I love about the show. Oh, so this is how it loops back into what you're saying. You were talking about not being able to answer the big questions if you can't answer the sure. small questions. And that's what they talk about. So, so this guy comes on. He, I'm not going to go into this whole idea, but his company was called Game Day Hospitality. And it was basically like he rents out a plate. I'm not even going to tell you what it was. But loosely, it's like an event when you go to events. So like you get to pay for some VIP experience. It starts off with him opening up on a slideshow, and it was the wrong one. (laughs) And he was like, this is the wrong one. I love seeing people see in his face. And you're just like, and John Taffer's like, well, here's your chance. So like, just go with what you have. But this guy was so thrown off that he never caught his footing for the rest of the time. So you ever see a guy that's like, you're just not fucking getting it. You're just not getting it. And that's how, but they knew it. So they just kept poking. They're like, so what do I get? And he's like, well, it's an all-inclusive experience. And he's like, yeah, yeah, what? I'm paying you money, and then what happens? And he's like, we show up. And he's like, where am I showing up? And he's like, well, it's an all-inclusive experience. He's like, I swear to God, if you say fucking all-inclusive experience one more time, I'm throwing you out of here. And you could see this just, just his 
ego just crumble. Yeah, just like the life flooded out of his eyes. It'll be come back to be one of the best experiences of his life. And though. he turns around to them and he says, "You're just not letting me get through it. I just I want to show you the presentation, and then you'll understand." And the guy's like, "I'm sorry." He's like, "I wasn't ready for your questions." That's what he said. And the guy goes, "We asked you what your business is. If you're having trouble with that question, yeah, yeah. you want us to invest in you as an entrepreneur." This and this is the question you're having fumbling. Like, come on. Yeah. And I think that that leads to the same thing where it's like there's this bit of people standing out there asking these questions that are like, this is the shit you're focused on. Yeah. And you can't even nail that. You can't yeah. even have the humility to get up and be like, hey, so we decided to change this policy. Didn't work out. So this is what we're going to do. Right. Yeah. Like, just own it and yeah. move forward. And that's a tough thing but to do. But for the self made summit, I think too, and I, you know, for everyone that listens to this and knows the brashness and the aggressiveness of my stuff, I think we could do it in a really cool way that was, again, more positive, more like think about like, listen, I know this isn't a polished idea. You're bringing it up in front of a bunch of guys who are pretty experienced in this. I like when it's polished. Yeah, but if it's not polished, here are the things that you need to polish this. Yeah. Like here, like I think that could that could be something very. Dope. The reason that there's so much benefit to it, it's the reason that people watch Shark Tank. First off, the amount of money it's essentially paying for getting free consult. Well, not free. You're attending the event, being paying for the ticket, but you're yeah, getting but you're way getting, more. Yeah, you're getting way more for it. Way and that, more, and that's what I mean. That's why I think people will do it because they'll recognize the actual value of it. I'm trying to pack Beyond. so much in this. I've got the fucking bar crawl the day before for the going crawl, to visiting yeah. all the gyms. That's a lot. This thing. But this thing is great. Now and I, I, I got to – now listen, if you're listening to this, you better go buy a ticket now because the more Joe talks to me about doing more shit, I'm going to make the fucking price of the ticket $1,200. Yeah. Well, first of all, this should be a recurring segment in your vlog. Like I'm – I'm so in on this idea. I want to be involved in it. I think this is something that, honestly, we could probably get sponsored by, like, a Bank of America. Like, something where you get a sponsor for it. Did you say and Bank of America? Shit, yeah. I, 100%. These people are trying to find ways to flood money into smaller businesses and get them to have counts at their place, right? So Bank of America now sponsors a show where we go on and we Shark Tank people that understand – Absolutely. I think I, I think right. I would I would get Probably sponsors not from the episode. check and cash place next to the paper doll lounge strip club. Yeah, That's who's gonna sponsor listen, mine. My you reach content. for the fucking moon, you land in the stars, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You reach for the fucking high dive. And Bank you of fall America. In. Bank of America watch it be like, did he just say face fuck a McFish sandwich? <laughs> yeah. Um next, please. Hey, you don't know how many Bank of America people What's <laughs> what's uh what's Petite Pilates doing? We'll talk to them. Anyway, my point is that I think that this is an idea anyway, and I'm gonna do this i need to do this i think this would be so much fun and i think that our balance of you being unbelievably direct and me being unbelievably subdued would be great and yep. then we have a third panelist we there's your guest whoever the fuck we want yep. nobody sometimes sometimes we bring somebody in from anyone who's listening to this if you would be willing to talk about your new class concept your your gym your new gym idea whether it's concept or current and how you're going to grow it it could be anything it'd be like this is my gym now and this is my plan to take it from twenty five thousand dollars a month to forty five thousand dollars a month over the next or here's three, my big yeah, play this here's is the my, thing that's always been sitting there i've been running a gym for yeah 10 years i've got this I've great sitting, idea yeah. and you would be willing to come in some fashion and meet with me and Joe and allow us to shark tank, poke holes in your idea, give you some constructive criticism, DM me on Instagram, wherever the fuck you DM. You guys know what the fuck to do. Just do that thing where you message me and we will we will make it happen. Um, I love this idea. Yeah, if I offered to fly someone out here, because if, it if it's that good, I will pay to fly someone out here. Flex will sponsor this. Yeah, I would totally fly someone out here. If it, was, if it, was, it has to be a really good idea that's like the content's got to be just fucking really gold. Really good. It's, it just needs to be an idea that someone's thought out enough. Correct. Yeah, not a good idea right. necessarily. Like, I, don't, I don't want the fucking idea you were high sm eating fucking pizza last night. You came yeah. up with this cool idea and you want to chill. Like 
It needs to be something it's that the where Uber you put of fitness, but you get a blowjob. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, been there, did it. <laughs> um, next. <laughs> but no, I, I think that there is like some bit of like, I've thought enough about this idea that I could answer questions about it. I can answer yeah. it intelligently. I'm, we're not going to fucking pick you in numbers like, oh, what's your, you know, what's your ROI in the second month? No, but there is some generic things that we're going to ask. Yeah. And I just feel like there's a certain approach that people learn from watching a show like Shark Tank, right? Like, I'll tell you right now that Shark Tank is the single reason why any business person wakes up that doesn't have an MBA and thinks about valuation of their company. Oh, yeah. An investment and a percentage. And like when I ask for $250,000 for 25% of my company, I'm valuing yeah, it at a million dollars. Like that math did not exist before the show Shark Tank. It existed, course, but it was not layman's. Yeah, correct. It was, something it, was that, it was something that people that had businesses thought about. And it wasn't because it's so difficult. It's such a tough concept. It's just, it's just like... Uh, fucking orange theory bringing in the idea of energy zones. Sure, yeah. It's been in training for fucking ever, but the common person doesn't understand heart rate zones other than the fact that in your Globo gyms, they're sitting on the treadmill that says you're burning fat if you're between these two BPM. Place your hands here. Exactly, right? So there is a bit of education that's like seems layman's to the people that are in it, but if you're not, it just educates the global, you know, user base, so to speak. And I do think that that's what Shark Tank did. And I think that we could just step that a little bit further and just, I don't know. I think it's a super cool idea. Switching gears. I think Peloton's going to win in the celebrity market. I think it's going to be Over a tip. Who? Over who? Are, who are they competing with in that? Uh, no, so when I say so they're going to win, they are going to, their, their biggest non, or their, their biggest organic marketing is going to be the fact that Hugh Jackman doesn't want to go to SoulCycle and be bothered with pictures and people oh, in public. And he's going to buy Peloton and do it there. And he is going to just Instagram it organically. And they are all going to do it. And it'll be tip of the spear. And anyone who is on the fucking cusp is going to see Kelly Ripa and Hugh Jackman and fucking Strahan and everyone else who just doesn't want to fuck with public places because they're celebrities. And I think that's where Peloton is going to just leapfrog. And any of the guys that are coming up behind them, they're just going to because they were first. And the celebrities tip of the spear marketing, just like CrossFit always talks about, is going to destroy. So you think that the leveraging of their organic client base yeah. is actually going to happen? 100%. So I, rather than having to pay cor- celebrities yes, to promote I, it. Yes, I think it's going to happen organically. I don't think they're going to have to pay anybody for it. I think if I'm Hugh Jackman, before I mean, like, and there's a certain celebrity that like you have enough money. You're like, Did he celebrity- just post about or something? Is that why you pay No, him? no. I you literally just met, your mind. Just lit- I've been having this conversation. I thought it was weird that he was your backdrop, so I just didn't know if there was <laughs> <laughs> Only on one of my monitors. Um but it's – I was having this conversation with somebody when I was in Portland, and it was literally – we are talking about Peloton, and man, I think it's going to die out. I'm like, it's not going to die out. Just no. wait till celebrities fucking get on it. And they're, they're the perfect person to get on it because they don't want to talk to real people. Yeah. Like, like they don't want to have to worry about that whole fucking thing. And yeah. I think – and it just seems so fucking perfect. But that, and so I, I call it the CEO play, right? It's like you you open up a gym that targets C-level employees mm-hmm. because they just don't want to be bothered with people, yeah. right? Like – if you're a even semi-recognizable C-level employee at a big business, people want your time. Sure. So, like, if you're at the gym and you're doing bench press, and I think I have the next idea that's going to change your yeah. business, like, I'm going to fucking come talk to you because yeah. I should because that's my chance. And yeah. maybe it's not the right time for you. No. But just in case it is, just in case that day your I fucking accept- marketing guy pissed yeah. you off, and I walk in and I'm like, hey, you need some help with your bench also. Have you heard of Flex? Right? Like, yeah. that's going to be what I do. And if you don't want to deal with that, I used to work at a company where the C-level employees, they took me out. Um, to work out with them one time. I'll never forget it. Both of them out of shape. And like, hey, we're going to go. Like, but you can't tell anybody, but we're going to bring you. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Because they wanted to see if their trainer could make me 
uh, sore. I don't fucking know. Like, I, I'm like, yeah, if you're making me run 20 miles, like, anyone's going to get sore. I'm not going to get sore doing what the fuck you're doing. And here, sure enough, we walked into a building that couldn't so have been bigger. they brought you in, like, a guinea pig, like, to just see, like, yeah, just, test, to, yeah, yeah. just to be like, yeah, you think you're tough. And, yeah. like, where you get crushed. I'm like, yeah, you're also 80 pounds That's overweight. That's what you get for having tattoos and being bald and jacked. It's fine. It's fine. Me and Jason say them both everywhere we go. <laughs> it has to do these things. And so I go in. And I just – I'll never forget it because the building couldn't have been bigger than 2,000 square feet. And it's just these small studio-style rooms that, you know, 130, 140 square feet each with, like, a kettlebell, a dumbbell, an ab mat, right? Just, like, basic-ass Half shit. Half a BOSU ball. And they're basically, like, you you as a trainer are not there to make them healthier. You're there to try to squeeze fitness in around the conversation. Yeah. Because we're not going there to work out. Yeah. We're going there to talk about shit – in a more relaxed atmosphere. Yeah. What a, they paid three hundred fifty dollars a session for that. Yeah. So these guys are paying pri- over a thousand dollars a month for four sessions. Yeah. Privacy and to to feel guilt free about whatever going out and having fucking thirty year old scotch later on that night. Absolutely, because yeah. uh, right after that you get changed into your fucking robe and you yeah. sit in their area with like yeah, drinking, yeah. sipping tea or whatever the fuck they do in there, and. I was 23 at the time, 24, and like it, so it didn't really like sink in. But I'm like, oh my god, what a beautiful model! You just said, we'll go after this client, and anybody yeah. below them, we just don't. It's sort of like country clubs, yep. where it's like, yeah, you can't pay them, that's fine. Like, we don't want you. Yeah, like, we, you're not our fucking audience, and they just know who their audience is, and they stick to it no matter what, even though they can't offer an eighth of what even a basic Globo gym does. One of my clients, he belongs to a really, really uh, high-end country club here in Charlotte. And he said they kick people out of membership, and membership's over $30,000 a year if your kid shits in the pool. Hell yeah. That <laughs> seems fucking super killed fair. me. He's like, yeah, buddy of mine, kid dropped the bomb right in the pool. Get revoked his membership Done. next month. They don't have time I, for that. I was dying. I was like, dude, I would literally beat the fuck out of my kid. Or I would have blamed it on another kid. That right, for like, sure. Yeah. I would have taken it on myself. Like, sorry, it's been a tough week. I've been taking this poo tea. I'm trying to drop six pounds. I'm going on vacation next week. You know, whatever you got to say. Fucking hysterical. Um, so I got uh, Seth Godin's This Is Marketing, mm. right? And uh, you know what? It's I had a read, quick read. It, it, it's, that's the thing is the book was super small, and I don't like reading books anyway. I just skim them. I'm like, I'll be done with this thing in seven minutes. Yeah. So I'm just skimming through this fucking thing. But he had a line. And um, I don't have my phone. I wrote it oh, down shit. on my phone. Normally you have. I, the, I know. I have it on the bangers. tip of my tongue. Yeah. It was essentially is the, the goal of your business is to design it in a way where it is literally interesting and is going to help a very small amount of people. And a very small pe- amount of people are actually going to care and find what it is you do interesting. And again, the idea of niching down to a very specific instead of trying to fuck everybody. So I think you use the word niche and I know what you mean in the context of that situation. But I actually think – so this is a, a similar concept to what Y Combinator talks about all the time where they're like find a small subset of people yes. that have a serious problem. Yes. So it's not necessarily niche. I think when people think niche, they think like uh, CrossFitters. Right? Yeah, it's a niche of fitness. It doesn't really have to be something that there's already an organic silo around. Correct. Like it could just be like – I like. So you go in there and you talk to them about an idea and they'll come back and say like, okay, what problem are you solving? Because that's the point yes. of business, period. 100%. If you're not solving a problem, correct, you're out, right? So – the idea is to find people that have a very serious problem and solve it. So if you're trying to solve a problem that's only like a handful of people have, it's obviously a bad business. In the same regard, if you solve a very small problem that a bunch of people have, correct. It's also it's going to have tough it's going to 
be tough to get going. 100%. And I think that that's what he's referring to, yes. right? It's like find people that are so obsessed with your product because it solves the one yeah. thing that's crushing them. Like I was telling you, I'm using that product. I'm using a different one. It's called Station now. I was using Shift, now Station. Anyway. Station's the one I started with. Yeah. So I like a year ago. Yeah. I stopped. Because it, it. it gets rid of – I'm the guy that has 90 tabs open in Google right. Chrome all day. And it fucks with productivity. Like where did, which with tab and blah, blah. So Station, Shift, these are solutions. Um, they solve a huge problem. Like again, when I think of urban movement and I think of the market of people who don't want to do CrossFit but still want to have a badass workout and going dropping down to Orange Theory is not an option, right? right. We literally the, this past week we've had three people come in, former CrossFitters, and dead on word for word I said, "What did you like about this different than your CrossFit gym?" Like I didn't feel the pressure of having to like do really well, perform. yeah, to perform, yeah. And like, and that was really nice to not like have to stack up to just come in and work out, and that was it. And it would, the workout was it is in a vacuum of that one hour versus checking the wad late at night, planning my my day, my meals around it. Did I like the thing? I remember girls crying because they forgot their knee sleeves. Yeah, and it was lunging day. I'm like, you know, do people do lunge without I knee sleeves? I was going to say two name. I know. <laughs> I don't even know, but I know. <laughs> like it's literally, yeah. it's literally insane, and. Um, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. you get the same shit all the time at CrossFit, though. It's yeah. like, oh, I forgot my lifters today. Of course, we're doing cleans. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, I'm sorry. What Olympic meet are you going to next week that you need to make sure you're on your phone? Like, I get what you're trying to do, but I also think that, and this is something I wanted to talk to you about. Perfect segue. You mentioned in your latest vlog, which I've already watched, that there's two types of fitness goers, right? People that are starting fitness and people that are looking to evolve it. Yep. And... I wanted to talk to you about three groups of fitness. There's only see. two, though, Joe. Jesus Christ. But I want to I want to add three. I want to have three. <laughs> All right. Okay? Who's the third? I want to say that there's people who don't know anything about fitness. Right? So, And when I say don't know anything, I mean they took gym in high school. Yep. And since then, it's just been when they got caught up in being active, that's when they were active. So, like, we're talking about people who just don't know anything about it. And then they're going to be looking to start a fitness and no, program? And yes. Right. Exactly. So that, that leads off of that. So they're looking to start. Then you have people who want to, like you said, evolve their fitness, meaning like they're into it enough that fitness is a part of their life, that they're like, okay, this is something that I actually want to get better at. I want to be a more fit person. Yep. I want to run. And then you, I think there's a middle. I think the middle of that spectrum, which I think actually represents a pretty sizable amount of the population, is I know that fitness is important, so I'm going to do it, right? And no different than like I know that uh, – God, this is going to be a tough one to come up with because like fitness is your perfect example of this. I know that I should be going to the doctor every year. I know that I should not be eating so much sugar. Sure. I know that I shouldn't have soda. Like, so you just make these small decisions that are just like, and I remember talking to, um, oh, what's that guy's name from England that you worked with? He lives in Charlotte now. Um, we talked for a bit. And one of the things he said about like the population in Europe and specifically in England he was talking about. Um, is that people there don't look at fitness as like something fun to do. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 fitness is a staple that I have oh, to Nate, do. You're talking about Nathan. Nate, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like to keep living, I need to f be fit. I need to have fitness in my life. Yep. So like I don't actually give a shit what things you make me do. I'll never remember the difference between a hang snatch and a power snatch because it doesn't matter to me because I came here because for one hour, five times a week, you're going to tell me what I fucking need to do and then I'm going to sweat and feel really tired and a little bit better about myself, so and then move on with what my is this third? Bed. What is this this third category called? It's, I don't know. It's if like there's the, start fitness, evolve fitness, 
and then there's it's like obligatory your, like yeah, yeah obligatory like something that's like very it's more habit forming I, I'm not I'm not interested in what I do for example this is the type of person this is the avatar who will never talk about what they did at the gym they'll go every fucking day they'll go to spin they'll do your classes like whatever it is they'll do a just move that the lift it doesn't matter because when they leave the gym they're not thinking about the gym until they show up at the gym the next day. That means over cocktails, they're not like they're not getting drunk with their buddies being like, "Yeah, the other day I tried to bench 315." Like that's not a part of their life. It's just like, "Oh yeah, I go to Urban." And and I don't want to talk anymore yeah. about it because I don't really fucking care. And it's not because the gym's not good. Sure. It's just like it's a non-event. It's a right. It just doesn't fucking matter. And that's honestly who I think ClassPass is going after. They're, I don't think they're going after the person that's like trying to evolve or trying to get started. I think they're going after the person that's like, it doesn't fucking matter. And it's more, if anything, going to be social than it is going to be fitness. So here, just pick whatever fucking gym you want to go to. Sure. Because I'm not looking at ClassPass and saying like, ooh, urban movement. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying I am. Sure. I do. Right, but I'm in not. I'm probably yep. outside of all three of those categories, somewhere in between. Are you telling me there's that, a fourth category that only contains you? Yeah, which is right in between evolving my fitness and having to do it because every day I wake up feeling a little different. Like some days I wake up and I'm like, God, I miss snatching 275 pounds, and there's other days I wake up and it's like, I don't give a fuck if I don't touch a barbell for the You're rest of my life. You're a fickle beast. Yeah, You're every a day. Fickle beast. Every day it's tough, and I'm a tough one to lock down. Right, like I, it's why I don't. Really, have a you are a right fucking now. head case, is what you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are well, literally a fucking yeah, my, head case. All three of my therapists say that. <laughs> so, uh, um, but yeah, but I do think that there's okay. this middle group Let, of people. Okay. And I think that they're an interesting group of people to attack because I'm not sure that they fit. And what? this is what I wanted your, your sure. feedback this on, is, right? Like, I don't think that they're like, okay, those are people that are only going to be willing to spend $10 a month. Correct. I don't think that's them. I, so I think that they look at my, it like a socioeconomic status. Like I need to be even part of one of these micro gyms so that I can say I go to one, right? Yeah. So I could say I'm a metabolic member. Where, I can where say, my head instantly goes is what does that marketing language sound like? Do, do you not give a fuck, but you kind of just give enough fucks? Like how many – you're giving no, like 0.5 fucks. We're the gym if you only give 0.5 well, fucks. Well, I think that's how – what the fuck would pretend <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> right. I don't know that that necessarily resonates with You reached with in your pocket today and you had three fucks. One of them went to work. One of them went to your dog. <laughs> and then you got one fuck left over and you're like, you know what? I'm going to cash that fuck in at the gym. Right. I think <laughs> – while I think that that would be an interesting way to market to them, I think they're the ones that are uh, – very interested in the getting get out. Like the come in, get your sweat in, get the fuck out. Sure. And they don't look at it as, oh, fuck, well, where's the community? Yeah, yeah. This they is look one at where it like, day one and consultations are a no-no. This is the one that goes to your website and when it says our community is the best, you look at yeah. it like not interested. Yeah. Like you got me off the page and because what I wanted to see there was, you know, work out three times a week, be fit. And yeah. It's like, cool. <laughs> That's what the fuck I want. I want this to not be a part of my life, but it has to be. Yeah. I have to wake up and brush my teeth every day or else I'm going to lose my teeth. Yeah. I have to wake up and be fit every day so that I live long enough to see my grandkids. I don't know what it is, but I don't care about the fitness. It doesn't – you come up to – this is the guy. This is the guy that comes into your class and he looks decently fit. He's not like killing it, but he's also – and he just deadlifts 405, and you're like, holy shit, like, that's a great deadlift. And he looks at you in the face like, I don't give a fuck what you think of my deadlift. Like, let me do this thing. Let me get... He's the – she. I don't think it's fair. This is not an all-male market. She's the girl that walks in that does not want to be coached to increase her squat. Yeah. She doesn't. She wants to go put 95 fucking pounds on the bar and do it every single time you do squats. 
And that's okay. Because she's more fit than the girl who's like, I'm going to skip the gym today because I did Pilates last Tuesday. Sure. You know? And it's like, yeah, that's a different person. She knows that fitness is a part of her life. Doesn't want to be coached. Yeah. Wants to come in, make sure she's not going to kill herself and get the fuck out. It's interesting. So I'm interested in your take on like, where do you think urban movement falls in that spectrum? And also, do you think that all gyms should be accommodating all three? Do you yeah, think that there's a big enough market for one? Well, we're not we're not confirming that there's three yet, Joe. I'm, I'm still staying. You're still skeptical. Two. I'm sco- I'm, so, I feel like I just presented a pretty damn good case. I, I will sit and sit on this. And I thought we'll, about that for four minutes yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know if my paradigm shifts on this. Um, so here's here's my thoughts on it. My thought is you have got to pick one of the two or three. And that's who you have to primarily speak to, okay. knowing you're always going to get the outlier. So many CrossFit gyms do nothing but unapologetic CrossFit marketing, dog shit. Like they do nothing that would ever actually entice someone who's nervous about getting, like, wants to get started with fitness. Yet those people find their way through their doors all the time. Right. You, so you don't have to speak to everyone. And I'm honestly of the belief that you keep your, your marketing speak to one specific sector and you let the outliers trickle through, which outliers will always trickle through. And cause everyone's going to be like, well, Stu, uh, I, you know, cause I'll ask them, are you, you know, starter fitness or evolve my fitness? Well, you know what? Here's what I am. I'm so half my people, it's, it's male and female. It's from 25 to 45 years old. They all live within like seven mile <laughs> radius, but some of them are about 12 and they don't care about competitions, but a couple of them do like to do competitions. They on the make weekend. between 45 and 150,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're, you know, they're, they are single, but there are some families and the ones that have families, some of them have kids and some of them don't. And, and I'm like, do you realize the fucking dumpster fire of an avatar prospect you just presented? <laughs> right. You just presented everybody. Cool. You, There's only 6 billion people that match <laughs> that avatar. But I believe you need to narrow it down and you need your, your recurring every day organic. You're paid every day has to speak to a very specific person and the outliers are just going to come through because they just Googled fitness. They drove by, they saw people doing, but it's just going to happen for urban movement. I think we are definitely going to fall, especially with the surge of the players coming into Charlotte. I think we are going, we, I can't compete on the get started market and nor do I want to like you walk in here and this yeah, I, I believe we are going to win on the evolve markets, just like uh, like metabolic wins. And by evolve, you, I think there's also like a bit of evolve slash variety, where it's like it's evolving, you're getting better, but also it's not like change up, evolve, uh, yeah. taste test. So again, I, I think of it as like uh, like the microbreweries, like Class Pass is getting a flight of beer, right? Taste yep. test everything, right? Kind of scenario. And I think of the evolve my fitness as someone who has. Oh, I like it. It's not that I don't like this anymore. I'm just going to try some different. The last guy we closed went to Metabolic for a full year. Loved it. Yeah. Moved. Moved back. Why, why, don't, well, why don't you go back to Metabolic? He's like, ah, just trying something different. Yeah. And again, so maybe ev- like Evolve, I think when people hear me say Evolve, they might think like my fitness was a B plus and I want it to be an A plus. That's what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah. And I, I just need a better word there, but to like fuck off. It's my goddamn thesis. So sure. I'll call it whatever the hell yeah. I want. Well, that's um, right. Well, maybe we'll introduce the third category. <laughs> the third you have a chance to rename them. <laughs> <laughs> when I write my book, <laughs> um, right. there's not a book out coming out, fuckers. Don't there you worry. They. Don't there you worry. Um, but yeah, so it's, yeah, so I if think. If you had a book, it would be like those birthday cards that you open and start yelling at you. <laughs> it's like, there actually is no words on the page. It's just a bunch of pictures you give in the finger. And when you open it up, it just tells you a new thing. I, if I write a book, I want to hire a ghostwriter. And then I want him or her, they commit suicide afterwards. They're like, this was the <laughs> worst thing was I've ever had to this do. This was the only thing I was able to do in my ghostwriting career. <laughs> this was literally. This drained me. This of dude woke me up at 4 a.m. for his 4 a.m. calls and <laughs> screamed into a microphone. I had to listen to 
it, and it put me into such a fucking state. <laughs> I took my own life, and I'll dedicate the book to them. To them. That's fair. That's um, fair. But none of the proceeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking, guys. I really don't want when they kill themselves because they had to deal with me. Um, but that would make for a funny video, um, like a funnily tragic kind of way, in like a six feet under kind of like HBO Curb Your Enthusiasm, like in a very dark, like yeah, if you're dark. into that kind of shit. Yeah. Kind of way. <laughs> but. Um, Anyway, so but yeah. Anyway, the reason I brought yeah. that up too, and then I don't want to. We don't have to spend the rest the rest of the time on this, but the reason that that intrigues me is because um, obviously I'm doing some more work with Charlotte Athletic Club, yep. and that is right. Like so, Flex is now branching out to gyms that are more like not more that are different than just your like. This is our system of delivery. Like no, we have thirty thousand square feet, and we have a basketball court. We also have a Tabata, you know, exercise class. We How many members do they have there at CAC right now? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're probably looking at like 3,000. Yeah. 2,800, 3,000. I mean, so it's a completely different model because, so to me, in that sense of marketing, um, you actually have to speak to all three in some way. In 3,000 people. Because there's there's probably seven that I don't know of. That's what I mean, right? So (laughs) that's what I find so interesting. For the micro gym, though, we're boutique. Like, you really are going after, like, yeah, Joe's craft fitness. I love that. I know you do love it. It's so much cooler than boutique. Like, if I was looking for it, someone said craft or boutique, I'd be like, yeah, craft, for sure. I just, I I like craft because I know exactly how to pronounce it. Right. Boutique, I'm like, every time I'm like, boutique or boutique? (laughs) Boutique-y? Like, I'm like, that's one of those words where you write it enough and you're looking at it like that's not right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is not how you fucking spell that. But no, in a, in a giant, in a in a global gym perspective, like uh, you know, Flex's work with the Charlotte Athletic Club, I think there's way more avatars that you open up to. But it, at the same time, I for the the micro gym space is boutique, this craft space. Yeah, you're but down. that's why I think we could both be right in the sense of what groups of are. I think if you're looking at the two avatars that are mostly going to spend their time and money in, I like to think more that craft just fitness. I like to think that just I'm right. Right. I know. That's why I'm on this podcast. And that's why people like this one. <laughs> right? Because maybe. Just like it's like the Louis C.K. bit where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe. Um, yeah, but maybe in fitness that's outside of boutique and craft and all those other names for it, um, there is this third. Because I don't know that that person always finds himself in a boutique fitness. Sure. I think a lot of them do find themselves in global gyms because they're like, fuck, I need a gym membership. What are the big ones? Golds, right? Like they just, they heard a couple of names that have the millions of dollars sure. of advertising that just made sure that even when they moved from Alabama to Jersey to Wisconsin, they heard golds in all those three yep. places. And now they're just like, I need to join a gym. And the first one that comes to their mind is the one that they've heard it all over sure. the place, not a boutique because it's, it just doesn't matter to yeah. them. And they're going to go to one of the top five and I'm not talking about the top five Google ranking. I'm talking the top five ads yeah. that are at the top. They just click and they say put in a name. They don't even read the fucking website. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like just get me going on $50 a month so my wife gets off my back. Right? Like I, I do yeah. – or like I'm on the dating scene again. I just need to get back into shape. Someone will fucking yeah. help me there. Speaking of which, so for uh, – we have Gold's Gym, the largest Gold's Gym in Charlotte, which was in the premier center. It's what we call the epicenter of Charlotte, which is a giant – it's like a nightlife, eatery, venue kind of spot. Everyone goes there on the weekends. And they had a, a giant gold gym just recently went out of business. They just closed their doors. And, it, and I literally – so I'm getting to this point now where I'm starting to catalog my shit because I'm getting, get the, I'm getting those fucking Gary V moments where, like, I'm going to be able to do recall videos yeah, on it. Yeah, those are so And, cool. dude, I found fucking three fucking videos. Two of them Chris shot. One of them I shot. And where I was talking about the Gold's Gym is going to go out of business. The fucking rent is too expensive. The footprint is too large. And it's not cool to go to, go to Gold's anymore. It's, it's also not. too cheap. 
Yeah, yeah, the the price is you too low. You can't sell cheap memberships to an exclusive location not, like that. There's nothing to talk about. At least when you go to a tribal micro gym, you're able to talk about your tribe and why you like it. Nobody has ever bought Gold's Gym apparel that it doesn't also wear a fanny pack and is 67 years old and they're reliving the fucking Sunset Beach, Ventura Beach kind of and fucking they days. They all wear hats. Yeah. Every guy that goes to Gold Gym wears a hat yeah. there. I'm just like, it's the, they were. It's, so it's not a no millennial is enjoying. So I think that's it, right? Yeah. It's a millennial. It's a it's a millennial. The even Gen even what's it? Gen X is behind millennial. Yeah. yeah. So even Gen X, like, it's not entertaining because they want to be told what to do. I want right. to go. I want to just find a niche that I like, and then I want to be told what to do. But that's a bigger fundamental thing that that I've talked to you about about why I think that the rise of the micro gym. Outside of just the CrossFit and how it like brought ideas around this spending a lot of money on a membership to a gym, I think that the rise of it also has a lot to do with the rise of co-working, where like millennials are not they're seeking community because we live so much of our lives digitally that it's nice for the idea of being like, oh wow, this is actually a group of people. I spend the remote working rate is going up. All these things that are keeping us away from human interaction, which we know plays a huge part in our psychology and our well-being. Correct. And now we're looking for that community in our gyms where we weren't 15 years here's ago. Here's the thing too. Because, because we the, were fucking talking to correct, people all day. But the, the economy has been fucking amazing, which means oh, yeah. jobs are on the uprise. Yeah. So even Charlotte, that's a transplant state. And I say that, but when you really look at it, most major cities are a transplant state now. Most major cities are bringing people in. And when you're bringing people in and you're not, you're not from anywhere, you want to be entrenched to be with my wife is a native. Do you know what she says when she goes to the grocery store? God, I fucking hope I don't run into anybody. Like yeah. when we go to yeah. bars and restaurants, we will pick spots where she's like, uh-uh, no, way too many fucking people I went to high school with are going to be there. Yeah. Like she doesn't want to because she's from here. But when you're not from here, that's all you want to do. I, it's my favorite thing. When I when I moved here post-college, I love that the apartment complexes were like grown-up dorms for people making money. Yep. It was when I was making some of the most money I ever made at that time of my life when I was working for Globo Gym. And it was amazing. Like I was buddies with everybody on the fucking floor. Like we just had parties left and right. It was such a great time, and it—that's what I wanted. I wanted as much connection as humanly possible. Everywhere I went, I wanted to make it, uh, you know, call my friend group and do something with a group right. of people. That was every moment of the day. So that is where that that demographic in Charlotte. And I try to explain this. I had Jim Monkey here. Jim Monkey is uh, they're they're a local Charlotte tech startup. They're trying to do class pass. Anyway. Um, I just saw, that's so weird. I just saw a guy this morning with a gym monkey shirt on. I was like, big Jack Black gonna... dude. Yeah, his name's Leonard. Yeah, he's, okay. the, he's one of the founders. The other he's guy, a trainer. Yeah, well, and the other guy is a trainer at HSM Core. Got it. Yeah. Anyway, so those guys, they came in and we talked about their their product, and uh, we were talking about him, and I was like, listen, the the thing with Charlotte at this age range of twenty five to to thirty ish, that's all you want to do. Like everything is just social. You will literally put aside what you actually want to do for where the party is, like where the group is going. Sure. So everybody will go to the gym if that's where it is. So, and I had Morgan Barden, the, the podcast I think dropped today. He is the manager of Project Lean Nation, right? He is on a group text with 50 people that he's met in Charlotte that all are into fitness. And they just decided one day when they were all out drinking, let's just start a group text and what are you doing for fitness today? God, and I it's leave that group text so <laughs> It's 50 people. That gives me anxiety thinking about a group text. And they literally people. send each other texts. And he's like, honestly, that's how I figure out where I'm going to go. And right. he's, the, he's a transplant. He's perfectly young millennial. And he's single, not married kind of scenario. And he looks at it. He goes, well, this is where this guy's going. This is where well, fuck, I haven't seen him in a while. I'm going to go to that workout. Yeah. That's it. Like, that is it. Now, again, 
that's who I'm trying to leapfrog. I don't, that's not my demo. That's why I have class pass for certain classes because that's, they can fuck with it on that level. Who we're looking for is when they're looking to evolve their fitness and they're looking to no longer be on the Tinder of fitness apps, which is class pass. Right. You know, they're looking to settle down and get that serious, which again, like we talk about the, the pull-up challenge and all that stuff. Like someone who's looking to like settle down and get serious about something. I want to train for something. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, we'll, 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 you know, we'll, we'll sit back and we'll see if we can fit a third avatar into, so into that thesis. I'll let I'll, you know. I appreciate it. I'll let you know. It'll be in a vlog. I appreciate the consideration. Yeah. It was, um, but, uh, the last thing I want to wrap up with and that I want us to jam up. So, We've got the self-made someone coming up, right? There's this whole rebranding kind of thing. And a lot of people have been asking me, what is Joe? Because Joe's the outlier in the five people's presentation. The other four own gyms. The, they did the rebranding thing. And then there's Joe. What is, like, I get Joe's a really smart marketing branding guy, but what is that? What is his piece going to be on it? We haven't booked our podcast yet to jam. Every speaker for the self-made someone is coming on the podcast to, to give an outline as to what they're doing and what they're talking about. But I just wanted to, to briefly... So I don't have to answer the 17 DMs. Um, I kind of like you answering them. Yeah, I, I do too. I don't. I'm still going to. Does but anybody I'm gonna request just, anything? I'm going to answer the, answer them to this uh, this podcast. So at least I get the the view. Does anybody does anybody request anything? Like, oh, it would be super interesting. If no, no, everyone's just like, hey, I know Joe from the podcast. What is is he talking? To, is he going to talk to me about marketing? Because I think they know you did that. It's at the. Um, spring training we did two years ago. Like, right. what is it you're going to be talking about? The way I normally package it up, because I, I honestly, I mean, we haven't even talked about your fucking outline for your keynote yet, but I'm um, like, think of everybody else telling the stories and giving the strategies as to how they went from CrossFit gyms to what they have now. And then think about Joe not knowing any of you guys, how you would do this and talk about this in a digital, how it would maybe potentially live on a website or in a client experience or in a digital experience. I mean, that's a great quick answer yeah, uh the only kind of answers i give joe because I, I think that what i would like to target so i'm a big psychology guy that's what i've always geeked out on so if there was one thing that i'm interested in i'm interested in why people i'm in the business of knowing why people do the things that they do which is why i found myself in marketing not the other way around it wasn't like oh i'm gonna do marketing and then we learn about it and then i'm interested in it it was like i'm interested in psychology i think i have a knack for seeing the read between the lines of why people do the things they do. Cause I think that most people are irrational. Like they, we make irrational decisions as humans constantly. And when you're only in a world where everything is logic and ration, that it, you're going to miss a lot of the boat sure. on running a business. So in the same way that I apply that to any consult that I do, or when we're talking about brand, um, I'm just going to apply that more globally to how to introduce new things to your business and how to do that in a way that's both understandable to you. So, okay, here are the frameworks for it but then also how it's going to be perceived. So here are the do's and don'ts of certain things like introducing a new class, rebranding, re and what that actually means versus what, like, are you a brand right now? Do you actually have any ownership of it? What collateral do you have? Um, and understanding the resources that go into these different things and how to leverage small budgets towards them, big budgets towards them. So giving people a little bit more tangible advice versus just pie in the sky. Like, sure. it would be cool if, yeah, well, if you don't have a million dollars, here's a way that you could do it with what you have. Sure. Good. That's it. Listen up, people. That's what uh, that's what Joe's gonna be jamming on at the Self Made Summit. Also, I think I don't know when this is gonna. When do they, how how long do these usually take to get out? About so right now, I am literally booked up until the third week. I have no. Um, I mean these podcasts. Yeah, yeah. This one I have podcast booked out till July twenty. This last week in uh, July. So this will be the la like the Wednesday or Friday last week of July. Oh great. So by then my podcast should be started. Um. 
it's still got a working title, but it'll probably be something along the lines of in the business of people. Um, and basically I'm going to talk more about, are you plugging your podcast on my podcast? Yeah, right I'm now? doing it right now. You like that? I just hijacked it. Cause <laughs> I, was, I don't give a fuck. It's Friday. I was like, and I, I was like, he's either going to stop me or he's going to let me go. <laughs> and like, if I just look away from it, I don't recall <laughs> talking about this yeah. whatsoever. Fair enough. This makes me feel really good about it. Um, <laughs> no, this feels more like the girl who like puts herself out there on Instagram. Like I'm going to start this 30 day challenge because then all her friends are like, how's the 30 day challenge going? You're like, Oh, I didn't do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know exactly the framework. I'm thinking the episodes will be short. They'll probably be predominantly me in the beginning. Yeah. So just talking for like zero minutes long, 10 to 12 minutes. Yeah, maybe the first few will be zero to one, um, which is like a, one tangible quote that people are like, what? And then like, I don't come back for a month. Um, but yeah, so, but it's just in that same I don't sense. think, here's it, here's, okay. I'm gonna make this even better. I don't think you're gonna do it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I don't think That's you're going to create this. I it. don't think you're going to make this podcast because yeah. there was one of our first ones that we did. Talking about me I creating made, more content. Yeah, I, I made you take out your phone yep. on the podcast and whatever. And every now and then you put a cute little quote out. But that's it. Here's the thing. And you have your secret blog that nobody knows about. Right. That I check it and you don't update it very often. I realized on that podcast that it wasn't live. So I was like, oh, I don't give a fuck. But this, <laughs> but this. Um, no, so this is, well, this will live on the Flex Are website. Are you the anchor? Uh, I would assume so. Yeah. Um, this will live on the Flex website. So this is going to go under that under that brand because we're getting our new website this month. Did you check and make sure that the name is not taken? No, anchor? absolutely not. No, okay. I've done none of this, right? Okay. Like this is this is that premature, but I'm, I'm just trying to give, and so this is, we're recording this July 5th. Um, you had to look at your phone yesterday. It was the 4th of July. Yeah. It's the, like, all the this is the one day you should together. never all have to look at All the days just phone. run together. Okay. So it's just another day where I wake up and I eat the same shit and wonder why I do the things I do. Um, but, but yeah, so I think that in this month I'll be able to figure out some general direction. And the point of it all is to say like, because it doesn't actually fucking matter because no one's going to listen to the first 50. So let me just start getting something out there. And I think that this, I've at least have enough of a framework in mind that the things that I want to talk about, I now have a list of like 50 things that I think are interesting enough um, and let it live somewhere. And that'll, so it'll be a podcast with a blog associated with it. So it'll kind of be like, won't always be a one-to-one. I think sometimes I go on rants that are 25 minutes. That would just be too long to read and boring. So those will be split up. But other than that, there should be like a one-to-one split there um, on the new website. So you guys heard here first, Joe's podcast that is never going to get created is called, what's it, what's it called again? <laughs> I'm thinking of something along, it's a, it's a working title, but something along the lines of like, in the business of people. Yeah. In the business of people, and it's going to sit in the drafts folder. You're and such a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> you let these words like that on here? Yeah. Because no, you fucking Cunt are. is definitely a fucking word. you are fucking I'm just, I'm doing that thing that your dad does where he tells you you're a giant pussy and you're not going to do it. It's I'm called tough revert, love. Reverse you know psychology. The, you know what the problem is? Everyone in my life exudes tough love. No one's actually just nice to me. So it really makes me question a lot of the shit <laughs> Literally, if anyone's still listening and they want to see a grown jack bald man with tattoos cry, just hug Joe <laughs> when you see him at the self-made summit and take his big bald head and put it in your chest and say, it's okay. Yeah. You're doing wonderful. There are specific people that I think <laughs> that would go over way better with. <laughs> I just want to see like the dude who doesn't give a fuck, big hairy dude at just, the self-made just summit, just come it. and just bear hug you What's and scream. fucking movie where that, you just see the sweat come out the it's guy. It's fucking with uh, along Ben Stiller. Up along came Polly. Yeah. And that's why, let's loop it back, why Graham Holmberg doesn't want you to have your shirt off yeah. at his gym. And also why they called me white chocolate in college. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, guys. We'll see ya. Peace. See ya.